Listeners, and welcome back to episode 10 of Not So Famous. You guys, I'm so excited for this episode because not only is it episode 10 of Not So Famous, but we're going to talk about Avengers Endgame this episode. I have Tom England here. He's inside the cat pod. Cat pod assemble! We've got our executive producer and co-host, Not So Famous, Mr. Marcus Sally. My voice is back! Yay! (laughs) And we are ready to launch into it as we celebrate 10 years inside the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, So, boys, let's get into it. Jump right in. Let's get right into the quantum realm. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Look out for those time vortexes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Whatever it takes. But not us. Is it, is it just me? Or every time I see Stark, like every time I see Tony, I'm just like, the original, the OG dad. Like, he is the modern man. Like, the birth of Marvel. You don't think, you think he's like, oh, he's always had the goatee and like the night, like the good hair. Like, He's gotten old. Yeah, he has. He has. He's gotten old, and Chris Hemsworth looks like a child yeah. in Thor 1. Like, these are, they've they've literally physically grown in front of us over 10 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, a, the, this is episodic movie making. Yeah. Which is something you don't think about, because you think about it, like, in child stars or things. Like, right. we see them, we're like, the Disney stars, they grew up in front of us. But this is something totally different. And her Macaulay Culkin grows up ugly, and you're like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but it's crazy, because, like, I remember, uh, you know, a couple of episodes ago, Marcus and I talked about Gwyneth Paltrow being like, I've been in the MCU for 10 years now. I'm 45 years old. Like, I'm ready to take a fucking backseat. Scarlett Johansson's like, I've had a child. Like, yeah, we've right. literally, our lives have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, same with uh, Chris Evans. He's like, you know what? I would really like to do, like, theater now. Um, which right. I would love to get to <laughs> yeah. a point in my career where I'm like, you know, th- I remember the good old days when we did theater. We- <laughs> I- I'm going to soliloquy very quickly. Um, but I mean, I was thinking about uh, 2008. I mean, where was I? I was going into my freshman year of high school mm. and I was in a, I was seeing a movie. I think I was seeing like Tropic Thunder mm-hmm. or, or no, the year before I was seeing like, I Am Legend or something. And there was a trailer I'll never forget for Iron Man 1 mm-hmm. and it like, Bow, now. And they do they do the Iron Man lick, and he's in the suit, and I'll never forget, everyone's like, oh my god. And I turned to my friend at the time, and I went, that movie's gonna suck. I said the same thing! I was like, it's gonna be... No, yep. I had no interest. I had zero... I, guys, it still holds up. Literally, Chris and I watched it, it um, two nights ago, mm-hmm. and it was. she was like, Wait, when was this movie made? And I was like, uh, 2009. And she was like, this is fucking awesome. The like, the CGI out- is incredible. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that doesn't hold up is he says MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> True. And the phones, right? When he's like halfway across the world, he like flicks it open. And he's right. like, Obi, what, what are you doing up? Let me get out my razor. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but such a good movie for its time. Yeah, it was. Um, and it's so crazy to see them really, like you're saying, Tom, like grow up in front of us. Um, they're getting older now. Yeah. Yeah. It's cra- kind of crazy to think about. It, and I, they've all, yeah, they've all come together as well, which is, it's so satisfying. I always look it at it as, for me, the most impressive thing is with with this whole cinematic universe, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody, everybody wants to have one, right? Everybody wants right. to have their own, you know, cinematic universes. And it's like, you know, Marvel has something that, and, and I have my own opinions, like how they did it. But Marvel has something that not many people actually take the, take a moment. Even if you don't like comic book movies, you gotta at least respect that they have made ten years of movies, right? Twenty plus movies and t and TV shows mm-hmm. for the most part. Well, maybe less so the TV shows, but the movies especially all interconnected, and you have a right, fan right. base that has followed it all the way through. It, it's, I mean, it's what people a hundred years ago, like Sherlock Holmes novels, the serial novels, right. they were the dime novels. They they were all characters in their own right. They all, but they all knew how to interact together mm-hmm. um, because of a single vision. It was a, a single vision for an overall story mm-hmm. that they. In let's, we got to kind of call a spade a spade. They were experimenting up to Avengers one. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. But when they found it and they struck the right chord, and, and you see almost a selflessness of Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth in of realizing we're holding up something that can be monumental. Well, and mm. this is the thing that I think that they actually learned from DC Comics, because I think that yeah. they were hesitant to rely on the idea of, like, the big three, right? Mm. Captain mm. America, Thor, and Iron Man. Right. B-list heroes. R- right. Um, or, or, like, heroes that, you know, when you're reading comics, you're, of course, interested in, and those are, like, the big three of Marvel mm-hmm. that we're going to pay attention to. But they, it felt like a, a symphony in Avengers both figuratively and literally yep. when that you're saying a chord struck but it was like when it hit that bum 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 i was like i'm suck i'm fucking engaged like yeah. i'm ready and ev- they found their groove they took on the like mantle it was an ensemble mm-hmm. robert yeah. downey jr iron man falls into a circle no one's in the middle yeah it, it's they do all of that on purpose yeah yeah um and even though you know, even like in Infinity War, I really, I really felt that like that was going to be that was like the big issue with everybody, right? They were like, "Oh, they're gonna they're gonna fail because they have all these superheroes," and I'm like, I feel like everybody got a chance to like have their story told. Like, definitely, I would say like if you had to pick somebody, I'd probably say it's one part Thor story. Yeah. Right. Majority of it probably more Thanos' story overall. It, overall. But mm-hmm. but I feel like everybody that we know and love got FaceTime. And the only person that got more was Thanos, and that's because we don't know him. Right. And it was also, um, I think they, they kind of split it into teams, which was really important. Yes. Um, they, they, they made it like a four-part part story, right? Like Thor's was kind of mixed in with Guardians of the Galaxy and those mm-hmm. people, right? Like Iron Man's was kind of do- pulled in with Doctor Strange's. We, we kind of split into 
the greater teams yeah. um, so that we could be able to balance those stories, which is what I'm saying. Like they Once they found that groove of like, wait, these are the heroes, and then everything else spins out from them, you, you can't like look at one of those teams without acknowledging the rest of the heroes within that groove. Captain mm-hmm. America being in Wakanda, it just makes sense for right. those like physical heroes to be together. And it's digestible. It makes you it makes you feel like you're at, like literally thumbing through a three-part uh, comic arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like it, it is comics in taking like it, having their own voice right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um and they did it in a way that wasn't you weren't missing out on anything. It's encouraged to see these movies, but you know, if they weren't banking on everyone freaking out over Red Skull, they were really hoping that you were invested, that you knew that yeah. Scarlet Witch and Vision need to rely on Captain America for help. Right. Um, you need to know that, you know, seeing Black Panther and Cap run into the Outriders together was super satisfying. Seeing Doctor mm-hmm. Strange you know, be a dick to Tony was really right. important. <laughs> and it, it just, it made it fresh. It made it new. It, and it really makes Endgame to where, okay, now we're getting back to basics. We're getting back to that circle in Avengers 1. Yeah. And I think that just the only difference is the circle has expanded, right? Yeah. Um, and there's more balance. There's more similar types of heroes. Yes. Right. Um, like you're saying, like to see um, Strange be like, no, I- I'm the smarter one. Yeah. And in a way, he is, <laughs> yeah. right? As long as he believes that. Like he in the mystic arts, he is. And he he's is. been through his own journey. And so mm-hmm. like in that way, he is smarter. But we know Wong likes tuna melts. That's <laughs> crucial. <laughs> that is critical. <laughs> to Endgame. Wong's gonna come and be like, you guys didn't throw a tuna melt at him to distract him, you fucking idiot. He needs like, a, if he doesn't get a napkin, he can't snap. If he, he doesn't have a snack before bedtime, right? Like, you, you guys just messed up the flow. Listen, I want to get rid of half the people when my tummy's wrong, like, right. listen. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, Very identifiable. So, I, in regards to expanding the circle, I want to get into this because before I, we started recording, yes, um, you know, Tom brought up this really interesting point about Captain Marvel, and now that I've seen it, mm-hmm. um, I, I want to uh, chat a little bit about it because mm-hmm. I think um, you know Carol Danvers' story and Captain Marvel has a lot to do with what we're going to get into um, mm-hmm. with Endgame. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of um, uh, great conversation that we can have around Absolutely. that. So. The first thing I want to say was, Marcus, I I disagree. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> listen, I am here as a neutral arbitrator. <laughs> I want I want this to be fair, and I want this to be respectful. Uh, it's totally respectful. Um, and I totally get what you were saying last time when we talked, Marcus. Um, Refresh my memory, because I don't. I can't remember what I said. <laughs> no, no, no. You're I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> you. You were saying this say, is the perfect time to subscribe to Not So Fast. <laughs> oh wow, God, you're really earning that producer credit. Um, so you had mentioned Marcus that you felt like Captain Marvel fell short in regards to like female-led um, films in like as compared yes. to Wonder Woman. Yes, um, because it didn't have that moment, like that no man's land scene uh, right. that. Wonder Woman had where she kind of like stood and was like didn't even know like the implications of her running across that field and saying like fuck this I don't care mm-hmm. you can't hold me in this trench right you you can't hold me anywhere yes right um 
And I have to disagree because when I saw Captain Marvel, maybe it was because I was feeling powerless because mm. not so famous listeners, I swear to God, I'll come up with a name for you guys one day. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the unfamed. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking, yeah. What, you know, what can I seriously say? Be like, losers out there, no losers. Um, no, none of you are losers. You're all winners. Um, if you take away nothing from this show. It's that we're all winners. You're all winners, though some of you may lose. Though some <laughs> of you may lose. My big losing moment last week uh, was that my car got broken into. And I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to work. I'm going to see Captain Marvel. Mm. And, dude, that moment when she is with um, the, oh my god, remind me, um, the Wars? Supreme, no, Supreme Intelligence. Uh, yeah. Is mm. that what it's called? Annette, Annette Benning. Yeah, yeah, and she yeah. was great. Oh, she's, most definitely. She's fused there, right? And she is realizing that she's been limited, right? Mm, like yeah. with the the inhibitor on the back of her neck, mm-hmm. and she's uh, fighting back, and she really starts to like flare her power, and it actually breaks. Yeah. Um, and there's that image of where um, the supreme intelligence is like, "Stay down," or says something similar, like, "You can't win," right? Mm-hmm. And it flashes back to all the moments that we've seen in her life where she's knocked down on the go-kart or um, some kid hits her down or baseball, she slips and falls. And every time she gets back, I'm getting goosebumps right now. I am too. Um, Every time she gets back up and then it is her Mm -hmm. getting back up, like facing the supreme intelligence, that like green energy that's coming at her and she just starts standing up. Mm -hmm. Guys, I literally, I'm unashamed to say that I wept in the movie theater by myself. Yeah. I was like, you fucking girl, girl. Like, you're this is so what, powerful. This is what matinee times are for, listeners. Yeah, no, <laughs> you go to your Regal Cinema at 10 a.m. Right. It was like, yes. it was like 2.45 in the afternoon, and there were like, I think maybe five women in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, and literally they must have looked at me in like my suit crying and been like, that poor man, he's like so suppressed. He's having a day. Uh, Yeah, yeah, seriously. But, um, it is a bullish economy, I guess. (laughs) But I seriously could not contain my excitement. And that to me, Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. was a different kind of no man's land scene. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd agree. But it was almost more subtle in that it was about her personal journey. Mm-hmm. It almost felt like a Me Too mo- like moment. Mm-hmm. That didn't feel Me Too. That d- it wasn't about, um, like, you know, something specific or about, like, anything sexual or, or being taken right. advantage of. But simply being pushed down when mm-hmm. you don't deserve it. Yeah. Right. Like... Even, like, I, you know, I have no sort of, I'm not a female, I have no, I'm not a woman, I don't, I've never been oppressed in that way, mm-hmm. but even I was like, you can oh, identify. exactly, I was like, I'm so with this, and it, I think that's that uh, thing that you were talking about last time, Marcus, mm-hmm. like, that you could identify with just feeling like, fuck this, like, I'm better than it, or, or not realizing what you're doing, you yeah. know, and standing right, up yeah. against that oppression. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when I saw Captain Marvel, I saw it the opening weekend, and, I mean, be, I walked away from Captain Marvel being like, I'm so happy there's a badass, like, in the MCU. I'm happy that there is an, on a, like, because I know that Marvel's not, is going to earn a hero being complete, 
completely almost omnipotent. Mm-hmm. Um, because Thor, in a way, is in his current form. Right. And I know that they're going to, I think, play on her um, her own kind of zealousness. So I, I think that's her Achilles heel. Thor's Achilles heel is vanity. Right. I think, right. Captain, I think Captain Marvel's like, I'm, I'm the biggest, like, it's great knowing that the biggest kid in the sandbox right now is Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the, I, the, moment of Captain Marvel that I remember was we're sitting in maybe the fifth row. Theater's packed. It's mm-hmm. opening weekend. You're happy to see that it's an eclectic group of people. Um, there was a little kid behind me who the entire movie, he's on the edge of his seat. First of all, he knew what the Tesseract was. And I'm like, yes. Mm. Yes. We now have a lexicon. It's so great. Which Did you see that meme, guys, that was like... Um, like a Marvel movie. Oh, the one I like, posted on the. <laughs> was it you? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> oh my god! And it was like literally no one ever asking for it, and then it was like the Tesseract right. just like popping. <laughs> and we all lose our mind. Um, um, but this little it wound up being a little boy. He had to be probably five or six, mm-hmm. and he's on the edge of his seat. And it was after that moment that you just described, where she breaks out. Um, and it's during the I'm just a girl. Um, melee with the foosball table. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, um, which was really, which was really cool. I wish they turned the music up. Mm. Like I felt like they were trying. Like we're gonna subtly play No Doubt. It's like no, play No Doubt and yeah, like yeah. Larson kick Jude Law. I'm just a girl. Um, but it was after that fight, and um, they're getting the scrolls out, and uh, Captain Marvel um gives off the Tesseract to Nick Fury to go back and basically take out Jude Law. Um, this little boy turned to his mom and goes, Captain Marvel's my favorite superhero. And I'm like, that's kind of, and that's really on the nose. And that's kind of a, almost, it seems made up. I swear to God it happened because he Mm. was hysterical the whole movie. It was one of my favorite parts of it. Um, but just knowing that for me, because I can't identify is, you know, the plight of, um, women's oppression and it's very prevalent. You walk mm. down the street. You can't identify firsthand, but correct. You- but I can notice it. Right. But now knowing that there is a public figure, a movie that made one point, I, it's just over one point one billion dollars as of today in mm. total box That's office. Incredible. Um, it's broken that that barrier in knowing that you know kids and us and our kids and you know anyone, boys, girls, anyone, right. no matter what you identify. There is a powerful woman superhero mm. who's the biggest kid in the sandbox who's going to kick Thanos' ass. Now, mm. I think they're going to make her earn it. Um, yeah. But just knowing that that's part of our culture right now, especially right now, yeah, when we need it, um, is really reassuring. Knowing that a Black Widow movie is coming. Mm. It's right. nice. It's nice being people be like, oh, yeah, there should be a Black Widow movie. Yeah. Oh, there should be a Miss Marvel movie. Who would be the first uh, Muslim superhero? Right. That, that's it's great that now we're all just accepting that. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's great that um, you brought that up. I'm I'm glad that you saw that happen because I think it's just as important for young boys to see powerful yeah. women mm-hmm. um, as it is for young women to see you know representation in that way. Yes. Um, because it. it I don't know. It, it puts something in your head that we're all on, you know, an equal playing field. And to see her in the new spot, like not even flinch when Thor pulls his uh, Stormbringer. Guys, her mm. and Thor are going to be friends, and I'm 
that is I th- the, I, that's arguably what I'm paid probably two percent of my ticket. Like I'm breaking down the RPX ticket into like what the extra funds are going for for my surround sound seat in Thor and Captain Marvel just yeah. talking to each other is probably worth seven dollars. Maybe I'm just horny, um, but like I want them to roll in the sack or something. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, she's like, I like he, this he, one, and I want her. He, he's got Stormbreaker. <laughs> yeah, no, I just wanted her to be like, I'm gonna break you, buddy. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is is it Stevie in here? All right, Mitchell, let's calm. Me? Let's calm down. <laughs> We even we even, ta- we even thinking for a while, haven't we? Well, it's been like a minute, and we were like, guys, it's so good for like kids to have strong women role models. And then I'm like, I want them to like fuck in the middle of Avengers Tower, bro. <laughs> oh, sweet rockets there, watching. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, I have to go extreme so we can bridge the. Game. No, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Marcus, I want to give you a, a chance to rebuttal. Um, I mean, there's not, I mean, there's not really a rebuttal for me because it's like, I mean, I feel like when I feel like that's the beauty of watching a movie. You know what I mean? Mm, and, and and I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm like, I'm not saying that that it's not it's not an impactful movie for women. I'm just saying for me personally, I thought that the No Man's Land scene was much stronger. Um, I, I, I had. I agree. I had a much. I had a, for me. I had a much more. Um, I, had a, I was. I was much more invested in that scene um, because I, I. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it is about about Wonder Woman. I mean, I still watch that movie today, and I will watch the No Man's Land scene, and I will get misty eyed every single time. Um, and I don't know if it was just, and, and part of me feels like it was kind of, it was partially like the writing of of Captain Marvel, because um, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the character. Um, I've tried reading, uh, reading the characters' comics. Um, I've tried, you know, I, I hated Captain Marvel in Civil War Two um, when that came out. I was like, uh-huh, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh no! I'm like, why? Why would I? Why do I want to see this movie? And I'm like, oh, I want to see this movie because it's a female uh, Marvel character that's getting right, a lead right, role. Right. Like that. Like that's really why I want to see it. Um, but I'm not seeing it because of the character or anything like that. Um, so I mean, there's. I mean, for me, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of factors that I, again I just couldn't get that out of out of that movie for me. Um, I, not that I thought it was a bad movie. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, I've said, I've said before, I'll say, I'll, you know, I will take it to the bank. I'll, I'll say this unashamed. Captain Marvel, mid-tier. It's mid, it's, it's, it's mid-tier. It's not the best Marvel movie I've ever seen, but it's, it's certainly not the worst, not the worst it's one in I've my, seen. It's probably between my, it's around my, it might be breaking into my top ten. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... The thing that I that frustrated me about Captain Marvel wasn't the character; it was knowing how good Brie Larson is. I mean, she's in a she's yes, and knowing 
that they were trying something different in terms mm-hmm. of we're going to do an un-origin origin movie. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I really do commend them. I was like, okay, they're trying something better. But I remember when they were flashing through her memories, like, in the machine. Mm-hmm. It was really ju- – it was just the way that they organized it. I would have rather seen those scenes as actual vignettes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I just remember being like, okay, I don't need, you know, Mystery Science Theater 3000 happening to Captain Marvel's memories. Yeah, um, really. But That's a fair point. But so I, w- I didn't like the first – by 25 minutes mm-hmm. but when the switch happened with Talos uh, love Ben Mendelsohn um, I, there were just lazy parts of uh, lazy dialogue that I was like you could see Brie Larson is a bit handcuffed mm-hmm. because she know they filmed Endgame before this movie she knows what's going to happen right. and it's really not fair for an actor who this is her first go around right um, she doesn't have the luxury that Downey had and Chris Evans had and Chris Hemsworth had and, and even to an extent um, like, like even Doctor Strange yeah mm-hmm. um, and even Black Panther in Civil War like we knew where he was going into um, so I was a little frustrated with that um, my Wonder Woman took Captain Marvel thought is the cat the Wonder Woman I no man's land scene I think is more satisfying because it's a really long pronounced epic it is the money shot of the movie mm. um the um captain marvel with the supreme intelligence going through all those gave me more of a chill mm-hmm. um because that was what i wanted all of those memories to be used for mm-hmm. like i was so i was like that is the perfect way yeah but see that's like, why yeah. i think i think you're right i think i would have i would have liked that if you had done the first part of the movie of just showing like a montage of those scenes, not not like we're oh we're invading her mind and we're tapping her mind and we're trying to figure out her memories or anything like that. Just show joke, me joke, that. joke, 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 right? Like, like show me that and like maybe I mean I'm I don't want to spoil anything on the show. Like have you guys seen us yet? No. no. So in us, I'm not spoiling. Womp womp. <laughs> um, I've seen the first Twilight Zone, if that counts. Well. <laughs> When you watch Us, right, which also has a, has a very strong, very strong performance from a female lead. Um, mm. that, I just listened to her. And, and Winston Duke and Baku. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he does well in the role, like how it's written, but Lupita steals every single scene. I just listened to her interview um, with Gwyneth Paltrow, mm-hmm. uh, and it was fucking killer. Like, y- y'all should just listen to that. That's a yeah. great interview. Um, Lupita's just so, like, humble and nuanced and such an interesting woman. Yeah. She's a woman who is literally born her soul <laughs> to, like, already yeah. to, to the world, mm-hmm. like, just with her past work. So I'm not surprised by that, Marcus. Yes. She, um, so in that movie... Right in the very first, um, the, you know, the very first uh, like ten minutes of the movie, um, it's all it's all like a flashback of like young Lupita. Okay, and then they never come back to it until the end for the twist. And I sat there and I was like, that, I love that kind of storytelling because, and it was so different because normally, you know, what you normally get is what you got in Captain Marvel. You get, you know, little by little, you see these scenes from the past and then you get the big payoff towards the end. Like, you know, it's coming. Right, right. In this movie, in Us, I forgot about the first part. And then when the twist happened, they were like, remember this? 
and it's like, oh shit, you yeah. made me forget all about that stuff, and now, now my mind is blown even more. So had you had you done Captain Marvel where even if it ended up being like you were they were just probing your mind, right? So yeah. even if they had done like all those scenes from the beginning, right? Get you like real, like like come on, like when's she gonna do something? When's she gonna do something? And of course then they show the rest of the movie and then she's doing stuff, right? Just catching but, nukes. But then like, you casually. get to the end. <laughs> right. You know, she, she she had one hand, so she only caught five. <laughs> but then you get to the end, right? And you see those scenes again, but now you now you see like you know the aftermath. You see her get up. To me, that I feel like that would have hit me a lot harder. Well, here's the thing. I I, I agree, Marcus. But I think um, what Mo- Marvel is afraid of right now is that like so they started off and it was really slow, right? Like you're saying, mm-hmm. Tom, in, in yeah. the creation of their movies, they were experimenting a lot. They were trying to figure out their flow. Um, then they hit it with Avengers. They were like, oh, okay. Like, we can put a lot out and people will pick it up because they've been watching our movies. Yes. Um, And then they had this golden age, I feel like, that probably, I'm going to argue, ended maybe with Black Panther. Mm -hmm. um, In that, like, they, they put stuff out and if they had made a reference to it earlier, they didn't re-explain it. Mm -hmm. They just pushed right in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then with Captain Marvel and I'm I hope not with Endgame, but we will see. I am I am going to just preface this right now. I'm going to stake it right now. They're not going to botch Endgame. No. No, I I don't think they there's no way. I don't think they're going to botch it first of all. Oh, I like I'm sorry. No, 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 but I think <laughs> I think, okay, I, I know. I'm, I'm going to... Let him make his point. <laughs> no, no, no. But with, inf- with Infinity War and with um, Captain Marvel, I feel like there's a little bit of like, wait, I know, like this, we have a lot going on and there's a lot of heroes that have been introduced and there's lots of things happening, but like Captain Marvel isn't taking place in the same, you know, world that Infinity War did yet. And right, right, like they did it a little bit with Ant-Man and the Wasp too. Like we kind of had to be like, wait, remember, like Infinity War already came out, but... this is after Civil War. Right. So there's like a, a kind of... I don't want to say, like, you know, mismatch, but just a little bit of a, hey, wait, just in case you weren't caught up, or just in case you didn't remember, or, you know, kind of deal. Previously on the last episode. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're over-explaining a little bit. Right. And right. I think You can feel that. I, and, I agree. And I actually think that it's so, in Endgame, to mm-hmm. your point, Tom... They don't have to do any yes. of that and right. pussyfoot around. They're just going to, like, launch into it and be like, right. it might start with the snap. You know what I mean? And I, then just, like, we'll see where yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think we think we know what's going to happen, and we have no idea what's going to happen. You know, I mean, usually whenever people start talking about doing a you know, remake of Lord I mean, of look, Rings, here's like the point that I'm trying to make here, okay? Yeah. Barb this is isn't what I don't that understand. important. I mean, how I mean, could I don't they understand have how you made a movie this bad? I mean, I know who greenlit like, this? Who said that, that, that this was okay? Look at the adaptation that came before. Yes, there have been many, but I'm talking about Come get belligerent on Popcorn Prattle Film Talk Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. You'll be glad you did.
Well, I, let's get into it. I, I mean, we're I, at the I halfway have, point. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's launch into this. I, um, I have uh, my going into Infinity War. I took great pride in my girlfriend Erin, who is a Marvel. I have you know, she's a born again Marvel. Um, <laughs> baptized, baptized, in the ba- of Marvel. baptized in the shadow of the Chitari. Um, she. Um, <laughs> She, uh, really, it, it's really fun watching Marvel movies with her, mm. um, because... It's like looking through a child's eyes. It, it really, like, literally, like, um, in Infinity War, like, when Spider-Man, like, here's, here's my, um, my, how much joy I have going into Avengers Endgame, because it was the same joy I had in Infinity War, going into Infinity War. I literally got out a whiteboard, and I drew out every character. And mm-hmm. it was what he like. And this character is who? And she'd be like, Doctor Strange. I'd be like, and where is he? And she's like, New York. I'm like, that's really good, Aaron. That's great. <laughs> and also, <laughs> we know hell? that Peter Parker lives. And she's like, in Queens. I'm like, great. And Cap's from. She's like, Brooklyn. I'm like, this is great. Wow. Um, and she didn't break up with you. That's yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> this story says so much more about her than me. Um, and... We were going into Infinity War, and literally, we had, like, basically tracked down, like, there's going to be Titan, there's going to be Wakanda, and there's going to be uh, Thor and the Guardians. And you, they were telling us that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Going, So we go and see Infinity War, and watching her at the end, the snap happens, and she goes, wait, wait, what? And everyone starts dusting, and we're like, okay, Bucky, okay, and you're like, okay, Scarlet Witch, whatever. And then... Black Panther went, I lost my mind. Yes. And Aaron goes, Aaron goes, it's okay, it's okay. That movie made a billion dollars. It's going to be fine. And I'm like, you're, I'm like, you're right. And so then we're going through, and everyone on Titan's starting to dust, and Quill dust, and we're like, all right, cool. We're all okay. And then Mr. Stark and Aaron literally, before they even show Spider-Man, before he goes, I don't feel so good, she goes, fuck, in the middle of this past theater. There's kids <laughs> next to us. And I look at her, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I know. And now I'm watching. I'm like, oh, oh, no. And so he go, he does. And we literally were leaving the theater. And Aaron looks at me and she's like, he has to come back, right? Spider-Man has to come back. I'm like, yes, he will come back. It, it's Spider-Man. It, it, just like Black Panther. She's like, but this is different. This is Spider-Man, Tom. I'm like, I know. <laughs> so we're getting ready for Endgame. And we're kind of playing the, like, what do we think is going to happen? And, yeah. and I, we don't know what the timeline's going to be. And we can. They're only indicate. They're indicators. It's all hair based. It's right. all. Scar- it's all um, Black Widow and cat. And cat. It's all hair. based It's all hair. I want to take a moment to just. It's a, all hair based. This is a. Um, this is. That's a, all we have to go by, Mitchell. Yeah. Leave us be. <laughs> the different colors. It's a very mammalian <laughs> hypothesis, right? Um, sure. What color is Black we, Widow's hair? <laughs> Wait, wait, oh, she's L'Oreal? Oh, crap. All Does right. Clint have the stupid mohawk yet? <laughs> no, he's not there yet, guys. Oh, okay. I mean, it's it's really, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, we can guess. Well, so what What do we What do we think? And Marcus, what do you, yeah. I know you've got some theories. What do you think is, how do you think it's starting? And I guess, I, 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 let's Ooh. tackle it that way. Yeah, let's have it, this is an organized theory gasm. Yeah, so let's talk about start, middle, finish. Great. So how do you, so we're going to just start. Yeah, yeah, like what do you think, what do you think it's going to start out with? What do I think is going to happen or what do I want to happen? Maybe both, I don't yeah. know. Okay, so I think we open up. Right, we open up with um, 
you're hearing news reports, you're hearing all this stuff about, you know, people are disappearing, you know, maybe like in the middle of the news report, like one of the news anchors also disappears. And we just see in it, like in all the while, like, right, it, it just continues to back up. Like we see planes dropping out of the sky. It looks very much like hell on earth. Camera backs out. And it and it pans over to an open door, and the camera goes out, and we see in a field, we see Clint yep. on his knees, crying as the dust slowly like passes him, and you know what the fucks up, okay? Yeah. You don't need like he doesn't need to say anything. That's the first thing you see, because if you notice, right, and this is something that they did in Age of Ultron, um, mm-hmm, he, because did. he, because he wasn't, like, that big in, um, Avengers, they were like, he's gonna have, like, a pretty choice part in Age of Ultron, and he did, um, he's one of the, he's one of the better parts of, of Age he's, of Ultron. He's probably the, C- I think he's the, C- he's kind of the low-key MVP of that movie, yeah. not in terms of, uh, like, saving the day, but just in terms of kind of, like, I have a bow and arrow, there's an army of robots, none of this makes sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what, Jeremy Renner, thank you. Yeah. Like, thank you for... It's, it's he, like the keystone, you know? Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it really is, like, that thing that it's holds meta. it in place, that yeah. it makes you think, like... Oh no! Yeah, I'm watching a movie, but in a good way. It's, mm-hmm. And it's not a, it's not Deadpooly, but it's kind of no. Deadpooly. Yeah, but it's it's a good reminder of like, I mean, take this seriously, but also don't take this seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, remember where you are and what you're watching, right. which I think is important for us going um, into Endgame. Yeah, and especially after you know. 20 plus movies of looking at how you know we're connecting these dots this is 23 correct 22 or 23 i think think this is 23 i can check i can fact fact check check. uh, monica uh, we'll say that for the fact check (laughs) yeah yeah, (laughs) jesus christ uh i love dak shepherd i love that you have no door (laughs) when this is like the attic i know seriously um, yeah, I think it's going to be, I'm, I'm wondering how delicately they're going to be doing hell, the hell on earth. I'm wondering if it's going to be, um, I think the, like the part in the, uh, newest trailer where Thor's looking at Stormbreaker, that's probably right after, yeah. um, Thanos leaves Wakanda. Um, in going into the Captain Marvel, um, post credit scene, I think Captain Marvel's going to be another one of our indicators of time. Um, because when she shows up in the post credit scene, you know, Steve's still got the uh, beard, and they're still counting the damage. Like, the, the numbers are going That's up. That's right, yeah. Country right. by country. And I remember, like, Norway. It was, like, 8 million. I'm like, there's there's 16 million people in Norway? That's cool. Um, <laughs> and it, it just, and she shows up, and there's going to be this, I think she's going to... I think she's going to kind of be like, uh, kind of like the Hermes. She's going to be touching base and leaving because she doesn't answer to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's going to be coming back in touching base. And the spot in the um, the one minute ticket announcements, um, closer look that they just announced, um, she's flying with Rocket, Cap, um, Black Widow, Rhodey, um, and Nebula in the Benatar. So clearly she's going to be with Tony and Nebula. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be together. Mm-hmm. It's wondering how many plans are going to happen. I'm wondering, that's the thing that they've been good in the marketing not doing, is they've been hiding Thanos. Yeah. So we, you know, we only can see a little bit of it. 
Um, and so I, there, I think they're going to be a couple linchpins. I think they're going to be Tony. I think it's Tony, Cap, Ant-Man, Captain Marvel are the ones to, who are going to be weeding missions. Mm-hmm. Well, I think so too because I think they're coming back to their roots, right? Yeah. Which I think is the most important thing. And one of the most important scenes that I've seen in all of the spots and trailers and stuff like that is from the most recent one, uh, or I think, of when... Um, Actually, no. When Tony says to Cap, do you trust me? Right? We need to talk about that. And Cap says, I do. Mm-hmm. And they shake hands. I think that's where we see... Because that, that to me, from like a comic standpoint of me being 10 years old in my bedroom reading yeah. Infinity Gauntlet and being like, what, what? the fuck just happened? Yeah. Um, that's one of the biggest points. When they all looked at each other and they're like, we have gotten by by talking to two or three teammates or talking to ourselves. Or, or being pissed off. Right. Or like, you know, and just being able to push mm-hmm. past it. That is not what this is. Everybody has to know their role. We have to know exactly how we are going to execute that. And I think in Infinity War, they set it up really well to, um, you know, with Doctor Strange saying there is only the one way that this works. And we know Tony has to be alive right now. We know Tony's the key. And now, here's my question, I think, maybe moving from the beginning of the movie to the middle of the movie, Mm -hmm. is I think there's going to be two, there there are two big things I think are going to happen. Okay. And I've been, we've already talked about, you know, some pretty gnarly stuff already tonight, and I go down these rabbit holes of what I lovingly call all my theory videos from these nerd um, YouTube videos. Aaron's like, what are you watching? I call it my Marvel porn. Mm. Um, and Marvel porn... Man, what she it, still hasn't broken up with you. That's it's amazing. Crazy. She's just... God. It's, and she's like, you only listen to Bruce Springsteen? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, in the right place? She's like, yeah. Do you ever want to talk to me? I'm like, yeah. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> all That's all good. You want to do all these things. Um, but there are toy releases. Um, it, the two things are... One is set photos that... I that they showed in the spot with the do you trust me right okay. where they are very clearly back in time in the battle of New York yes and Cap is in um it, it's Tony as he looks in that trailer mm. talking to Cap with Ant-Man there and in the spot that we just saw he, he's wearing his Infinity War gear mm-hmm. I think there's trickery afoot dear listeners I think that he is I think they CGI mm-hmm. um, over time trap over Avengers 1 gear and so I think there's gonna be I think Tony and Ant-Man are gonna lead a time travel charge and I think because they're making this big push with the white suits mm-hmm. um, they're gonna be going to different spots they could be going to get the orb in Guardians 1. They could be going back to warn Doctor Strange and Wong. They could be going back to, uh, you know, the ether, for all we know. Yeah. Natalie, Natalie Portman shows up, which mm-hmm. I, I think that'd be cool. Um, <laughs> and, but then the, the... So I think that's going to be a big part of the middle. Yes. And then another part I think that's going to be in the middle that the toy releases have shown is... And they're doing this in the marketing. What is the location that we've seen the most exterior shots? I don't know, Tom. Tell uh, us. Aven- the Avengers headquarters. Yeah. I think Thanos is going to lead an all-out hell on Earth when he realizes and he's had some stones taken away. And maybe he doesn't have the time stone anymore. Maybe he doesn't have the space stone because he is beamed in the uh, from the circle ships. Yeah. And he has uh, the old Tesseract. 
It's in a Fonzie lunchbox. Um, they, um, uh, I, and I think he just comes and unleashes hell on so, the Avengers who are feeling very confident at so, Avengers HQ. So wait a minute. Um, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, because I, I, I once had a very long conversation about time travel. Yes. In college. Because, yes. Because time travel, you know, in movies, it, it always works differently. Yes. Yeah. You know? So here's my question for you. In this incarnation, in this in in the MCU's version of time travel, is it like I guess the 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 best way of putting it is, is it a lot like um Looper? Right? right. Where if you go to the past and you change something it um, automatically changes in real life. So if I go back in time, right, and yeah. I destroy the Mind Stone, we figure out a way, you know, because Shuri tells Bruce how to how to program. How to fix it. Yeah, she tells him. Which like, I think is a very intentional line. Yes, yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, you know, she tells him how to this fix it, so how fun. to fix Vision. And so he does it so they never have to use the, time, the Mind Stone. Does that mean that all of a sudden Thanos is like, wait a minute. He looks at the gauntlet and he's like, I don't have the stone anymore. Yeah. But like, it's still, like, time is still, like, time is still going for the most part until they change enough that it reverts back to, like, you know, a more, a more brighter situation. Almost like Back to the Future, almost. Yes. But like, are we gonna, but do you think we'll see scenes of, like, Thanos is very much aware that, like, oh, Someone's changing time. I don't think so. Yeah. Because. I don't know. Here, yeah, no. I, and all of this is specu- speculation, of course. Which but is why it's so much fun. It is. Right, right? Um, <laughs> guys, I'm so glad that you're all here. Um, but I, I don't think so just because I think it would be too heavy-handed. I think what we'll see is lots of, um, and I mean, this is literally something I just thought of while you were explaining that, Marcus, so Mm -hmm. don't hold me to it completely, but um, I think that we'll see them going back, right, and leaving little inklings with certain heroes, right, that when the time comes, this is what you need to do to make this plan work, and they're going to say, oh. Okay, Do I don't you, I don't quite understand it. No, but you will, right? Yeah. You're going to find out. And then I think we'll see at the end, it'll be all of the little inklings and we're going to see a replay, essentially. This is why I think it's going to be three hours. Yeah. Is that at the end, we're going to see the last, like, 30 minutes of Infinity War, but where they win. Mm. Like I the, think that shot at the end of the Infinity War trailer is going to happen. Thank you. Yes. That's exactly what I. That's I exactly what I've been telling people. I said it's not a red herring. I said they're just showing us how the movie is actually going to end. Yes. Um. I think it is. I think it has to. Because notice mm. they're attacking him in the jungle in that shot. They're attacking him where it, mm-hmm. the snap happens. Yes. Right. The the other option is they the Russos have teased. There's a crucial piece of technology it from Civil War. It has to be the barf. Um, the binary augmented retroframing. Oh, my God. Why does Aaron date me? Um, it, oh, my God. You're right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, what? shit. I completely... Because I always thought to myself, I'm like, why is this guess. scene in this movie? It makes no sense. It, like, Because it doesn't tie what well, does. But it we does. already knew about Tony's dad. 
Right, and they said that that's something. They said that there's a piece of technology from mm-hmm. Civil War. Yes, they did. And so maybe it, that's where they do their experimenting, and then they do it because I don't think they're ever going to interact with like. I wouldn't be surprised if that shot we saw in the spot wasn't CGI'd, in that it's Cap and Tony being like, "Ready, break." And mm-hmm. I don't think they're ever going to touch um, the current 2012 Avengers. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to do little things. I, like, they're going to tip off the location of where Selvig is. They're going to tip off, um, you know, where Hawkeye is. They're going to tip off, I don't know, if they can... Um, they're going to get vision made sooner. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's going to be really subtle, which is what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. I, I'm mm-hmm. really, I'm not averse to time travel because I think they can do it right. And I don't think oh, that, yeah. I don't think Marcus and McFeely would ch- give us something that's cheap. Well, they're not um, going, they're not going to do time travel the way like, but you know, uh, uh, DC has used it or, or the X-Men universe has used right. it where, you know, it's while well, we're setting the reset button. Like they're actually right. saying like, no, time travel is crucial to the plot. Ant-Man has been too prevalent in all of this. I think, I will say that I think the time travel will act as a reset for phase four, but I think it'll be... Spider-Man looked not phased by dying and coming back to life but Far From Home. And that's a trailer. But this is what I'm saying. So I think that the, the only people that are really going to kind of come out of, um, Endgame with any knowledge that, like, anything occurred is maybe the three. Yeah. Maybe four, right? There there might be some of them, like Captain Marvel might hold it, Thor. But I think it's really going to be Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man that really mm-hmm. know what they did. Yeah. And I think that that's why... Um, I mean, I don't know if we've heard that Chris Hemsworth is retiring, but... Um, Chris Evans. Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. have both said... We're done. Yeah, we're done after I, this. And I think that's going to be like the final, okay, great. No one remembers. We kind of solved all of our past mistakes. Like if they fix Sokovia and it's basically like mm-hmm. Ultron never happened and they yeah. made Vision sooner and they did it the right way, then like I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, finally Tony's like, I can rest. And, right. you know, Th- he has his Thanos moment. Right. And Captain America's like, I. I don't need to be here anymore. There are people that can do my job for me. Like I'm mm-hmm. tired. Um, I think that that is quote unquote, <laughs> the end game there. And I think that that's where we'll see the soft reset and the ability for new heroes to be like, there is such a fertile ground for me to be in, mm-hmm. um, where civil war and like the Sokovia Accords and all of that is not a thing. Like I didn't have to sign a contract. Right. So that's why Spider-Man can be in fucking Europe and right. taking down heroes and doing shit. And I think that's also, to briefly talk about Spider-Man, yeah. Far From Home, is also why Mysterio is going to do the, like, I'm a new hero thing. And then, like, And why they around. say he's like, Sp- he's like Iron Man and Thor rolled into one. Right. He's still very... Now, here is here is what I will challenge you on. Hmm. It sounds like everyone's going to, you know, shake hands and walk off to Happy Pastures. <laughs> Do I hear that you don't think anyone's going to die? Because I think I I could give you a definitely a a could die and it be okay and ballsy kills that well I've been thinking that I've been stewing on Marcus. It feels like you want you want to jump in, so yeah, I want to give I you do. a chance so, because Go. Tom and I have the benefit of being in the same room and yeah. looking at each other, <laughs> but we we can hear your shoulder shifting. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I I will say this. 
I honestly, I've, I've figured out a way in my mind you could still have, because everyone keeps telling me, I had a student, you know, they literally argue with me. They were like, no, because then it won't have an emotional impact if no one dies. I'm like, mm. You teach this in class? <laughs> I stopped class. I literally stopped class to show the last trailer. And then uh, and then stop an additional ten more the, minutes. Marcus, you're doing the Lord's work. Just, <laughs> just keep going. You, I, you are you are Odin's son. The <laughs> you're son of the dark magic with the Bifrost. Bro, I straight God up told you. the kids. I said, "Listen, I need y'all to stop talking for fifteen minutes because I'm waiting on Fandango right now to buy my tickets." Um, <laughs> I yeah yeah I did that. Um, so anyways, I I I sat there and I was like, "Listen, okay, first off." There have been movies where you have a very strong emotional uh, uh, ending, and guess what? Nobody died. So you, so let's take that off the board right now. No one has to die in order for no this one movie has to be to emotional. Die. In fact, the whole point is maybe that everybody comes back. Mm-hmm. That's what's in the posters, the international posters, and now yeah, the I saw IMAX that. ones. I mean, they're putting. They're putting T'Challa's face. They're putting, you know, Drax is in the background. James Gunn is coming back. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're, they're <laughs> James Gunn. James Gunn's back, guys. He's back. He just got snapped. Um, he, but I, I agree. I, I think they could. I, I also, but, but here's here's how I think is gonna how it's gonna play out because Chris yeah. Chris Hemsworth has said he would love to keep playing Thor. And Taika is if Taika wants to, he's in. mm Hmm. Um, I think that, I think Thor's fine. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna survive, whatever. The two, the two people that are, I'm on the fence about are Iron Man and Captain America. Yeah. Iron Man, I think is gonna live. I do too. I, I don't see him dying. I don't see Robert Downey Jr. being in any more movies. But I definitely see him because I mean because I mean let's just call a spade a spade. Marvel Comics ain't doing so well, right? The comic books aren't doing so well. Um, they get a lot of flat. I mean, I I still read them, um, and I and a lot of them I enjoy. But sure. but they're not doing that well. But here's the thing: you have written a character who literally Tony comes up to this girl and says. I'm going to give you my technology because you are sm- you are as smart as me. Okay, you just need that extra leg up to be the new me. Um, and I think you go the route of you bring Robert Downey Jr. back for one more movie, like a Homecoming. Yeah, and he introduces the Riri character. Yeah, um, or, and I or think I think sure. Tony. I think you let Tony go. And let him just and let him be be with Pepper. That's it, Marcus. You and I have talked about this too. I think you're right, and I think that that would be smart. And I also think it's um, the reason we saw Tony injured in Infinity War, mm-hmm. yeah. w- right? Because I think it's a red herring with, with his magic, you know, yeah, his, his, right. his magic stem spell. <laughs> he's like the nail blocks. <laughs> Um, yeah, how they work? Uh, you know, yeah, and he whatever. starts to explain it, and then he gets hit. <laughs> Someone just yells out vibranium, and we all go, "Oh yeah!" But I think, I think the one person that has always kind of been invincible—he crashes a plane in the ice, he comes back seventy years later. Right? He's up against incredible odds. He always comes back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is Cap? Is good old? You know, the boy in blue. Yeah. Um, and 
I think Tom is referencing his sweet little Captain America shirt. His star is um, on my heart. Don't cry. Uh, but I, I think I really do. I think that he's is he's there... probably going to face it, and I think that that will actually mm. be the most emotional. To your point, Marcus, yeah. if we see. Because, let's face it, we're Americans, and we're it, it, comic books and superheroes are very, very American art. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, perhaps our only real modern mythology. They are. Um, it's going to be really, really emotional, again, to your point, Marcus, to see Captain America die. I also think that that would make the most sense then for Bucky or Falcon to pick it. Pick the shield up. Yeah. And it, whereas it, Tony can just hand off his suit and, and that's a, talk to, you know, whoever it is. They've also been very heavy-handed with Peggy Carter references. And if there's anyone who's not coming back from the dead, from the snap, it's Peggy Carter. No. Like he, he really... He, I think his, I think he's looking at himself as a sacrificial lamb. I think he sees himself as I was, this invincible. Um, to, to what you were saying, Mitchell... Um, I, I am an invincible. I was frozen. I came back. I've touched base. I'm okay. You know, I jumping on the grenade for this. We're for- yeah. We're sorry. Go ahead. We're forgetting something though. Yeah. We're forgetting about, and this is, and this is why I think this is, this is the end credit scene. I'm calling it now. Or okay. It, it should be. Cause it involves cap. Okay. We're forgetting about Scarlet Witch's visions. True. All of her oh. visions, all of her visions have come true. Yeah. Except in part of Cap's. Now, yes. in Cap's vision, he's dancing with Peggy, right? Peggy says, let's go home. And then when he turns around, everybody's gone. I think that part of the vision, that was the snap. That, was, that was the snap. But here's Ooh, what's going to wow. happen. He's, they've got, they're going to have the ability to go back in time. And you're right. Cap's going to be like, I don't need to be here anymore. And go back to the force. He's going to go back. He's going to go back to force. He's going to go back. And it's going to be the last scene is going to be Peggy Carter. Everyone's, everybody's celebrating the end of the war. Right. And Cap's going to come up. He's going to tap her on the shoulder. And he's like, excuse me, miss. Um, I'd like to have my dance. dance. Yes! And that's how you end it. You're like, oh, emotional moment obtained. The place will go nuts. And I I think that has, I think because they're being so heavy handed with time travel and showing, they've been so good, like, this is what you want to do. And they go, yeah. And then Thor goes away or Tony drives off. And Cap going back to the 40s would be super. Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe this is just because I watched. Iron Man two days ago, but mm-hmm. I almost wonder, Marcus. I completely agree. I think you're right. I think that would be a killer post. Oh, it'd scene. be absolutely insane. Um, I wonder if it will almost mirror um the Yinsen moment from Iron Man one, where Tony's like, Yinsen, like get up. We gotta, you gotta go see your family. And he's like, Stark, my family's dead. I'm going to see them now. Like, I wonder if almost. Cap is going to turn, and Tony's going to be like, well, I thought we were just getting the band back together again. And he's yes. like, I'm, I've been walking on borrow time, Tony, yeah. for 70 years. God, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm finally actually going back to join the band for the first time. Um, and that, having him do that, you know, and kind of walk through the portal, like you're saying, yeah. Marcus, from that mm-hmm. vision and turn around and see nothing behind him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just be like... 
breathe kind of that sigh of relief that he's had on his shoulders like and in his heart for so many movies to just be like oh my god i'm home again right and he's able to take who he really is he's been suppressing you know well he's been a symbol for so fucking long and then he and then he found out that symbols are meaningless in winter soldier right and then he found out that standing up for what you believe in can get you exiled Mm -hmm. um and then he finds out i think in endgame I have the ability to be who I am by saving the world. Yeah. And I think I think he will finally take the moment and be like, I need to go back where I belong. Mm. It's it's uh, That would be super. Now, Marcus, you, you've now made me just... I'm going to tell everyone that now. Yeah. <laughs> and all our that, listeners... In, in astute, an astute theory, my friend. Mm. Just mm. Tasty, top, tasty theory. Top, but- Notch. When get, I when get I thought of that, that man a shield. <laughs> listen, listen. When I thought of that, I was like, "Oh my god, that's how you. That is how you end that fucking movie." Because you will not have a dry eye in that. Can theater. you just? Can you just imagine like Tony telling Doctor Strange, like, "Do it." Well. Marcus, is this the part where you rip off like your Mission Impossible face mask and you're actually James Gunn, like coming back <laughs> to the MCU? It was me. It's it been me, me the whole time. Um, well, f- for final wrap up thoughts, since we're nearing the end here, um, oh I <laughs> I want to. I know an hour goes so quickly. Um, I we've touched on Iron Man and how we think he's going out. We've touched on Captain America. I want to tell you that my my theory, as I've been reading, um, you know, the comics and staying up with Thor, he's one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so excited for our D and D one shot roll initiative. I'm going to play <laughs> Thor, Marcus. I'm so excited. Tom is frowning because he has FOMO. Um, I'll I'll see if oh. I can get you an invite. Meow we'll, meow. I'll be I'll be. Um, I, how about this? I'll be Hank Pym. <laughs> you guys go forth. I can't wear the suit anymore. You go. Um, I'll just put a tank on a keychain and jingle it. On <laughs> just listen to the podcast. Um, I'm here. Our one loyal listener. It's just um downloading it sixty times. Um, so I think the the whole eye thing, right, mm. of Thor losing his eye and all of that business. I, I wish th- he had the patch still. I think it, I know, me too, because I think it points towards um, All-Father Thor, which has been um, really taking a, a front seat in the comics of, of mm. late. They've been mm-hmm. flashing forward to, um, it'll say, like, at the end of all time. And Wolverine is also the Phoenix Force. Mm. Really? And Thor has three granddaughters that are all, oh, like, yeah. just as virulent and, like, badass as he was in his heyday. Oh, and he is the all-father now. Wow. And he has been so for 3,000 years. And he's like, guys, you know, like, I've been through so much. Um... I think it's 3,000 years. It might be even more than that. It's like 3 million years. I'm, I need to fact check that. Monica Padman, where is she? Um, Monica, add, add, that to, add that to the list, please. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, that feels like what it's going to be for me, especially with um, the fact that, you know, uh, Thor Ragnarok kind of opens with the fact that Odin is like, goodbye now. Like, mm. we're moving. We're in the end game for kind of for all the ad, worlds yeah, ad, right now. Yeah, everything that you know is changing now, mm-hmm. ready or not. 
And I think it would make sense to your point, Marcus, saying mm. that, um, you know, he's going to be around. Chris Hemsworth would love to keep playing Thor. I would almost love for it to be like he shows up every couple of movies. Or What if he shows up in, like, Captain Marvel 3? Th- that's what I'm saying. And People he's just will like, lose their mind. He's just like, you know what? Me and the boys used to fucking tackle it back in the day. Yeah. I remember New York City and, like, somebody gets me some meat and, like, calls Stormbreaker so that he can tear shit up again. Just yeah. like mm-hmm. the good old days. Like, I would love that. Um, in Loki, they're saying he's in all the market. Loki's coming back. Yeah. And Valkyrie's going to be a part of this movie too. Mm. Yeah. So stoked. That's the part I think I'm most excited about is that they've made her an active and, and just same with happy Hogan. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be critical. You know, someone's got to get, someone's got to get Gatorade to get the electrolytes <laughs> up for one. You know, hey, someone's got to watch, he's someone's got to watch Spider-Man. He's going to be like, hey guys, I know Thanos has like a green stone and a red stone and a blue stone, but I have a green Gatorade and a red Gatorade and a blue Gatorade, and they're all here for you. John Favreau's just like, remember when I produced Iron Man? How about this? You guys just riff. I'm just going to... Hey, it's fine. You cut my scene in Infinity War. I don't care. Give me a poster. I'm yeah. good. He's like, I got fat. I'll sit in the car. Can't you just imagine? They're like, hey John, guess what? He was like, what? We gave you a poster. <laughs> he was like, why? Like, you couldn't give, um, you couldn't give M'Baku. Oh, a composer. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Mbaku is, uh, has a producer credit, and I think John Favreau yeah, does. I think he does, yeah. Um, if Corey and Meek show up, I'm going to lose it. Anyway, can <laughs> But uh, that's what I think is going to happen. Do you guys have any final thoughts um, to wrap up? I think we kind of went through yeah. beginning, middle, end there. The final thought, and maybe I'll, I'll maybe do it as a teaser, and it is something that that is maybe, again, it's things that I've kind of gone down into the dark corners of the Marvel interwebs is that they are hinting and hinting in certain toy releases um, is that there is another bad out there. And is there the possibility that the third act of the movie is Thanos in the Trinity realizing there's a Galactus on the way or there's an Annihilus on the way. Hmm. And, An interesting and thought. that's a real, because it's clear that the three of them in the, at the end of the spot that they just released there, I didn't notice it at first, but they're walking towards Thanos in the ruins of what I think is the Avengers HQ. Probably after everything is maybe almost said and done. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that, if they pull it, if they were to pull something like that off, it, it maybe Thanos has some redemption to him. Um, that would be something that would be really cool, and I think really, almost really satisfying in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's not looking that way, but it's something that I think is very possible, it, or that Thanos caused enough of a rupture to bring on something worse, and it's on its way. So that that's something that I'm. I'm very keen to look for. Yeah. I want to. I want to be careful though because I don't think I don't. And maybe this is just my reverence again of the comic in my in my memory. But there is almost nothing that was worse than than the dust. Yeah, than this this dusting. Yeah. And I mean, in the comics, it was to prove his loyalty to, to death. To, to death, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Everything that I would almost rather it be that they're like. All right, it, it can literally never get worse than that. Like, yeah. we even came back from that, and then that's where Thanos, you know, finds his peace moment. He's like, you know what? You guys are right. You convinced Bye. me. I saw the resource memes, mm. and, 
I, I buy it. Um, what if those shots in the first trailer are the end of Endgame with his yeah. armor hung up? Oh, I've, yeah. al- I've always thought that. Yeah. I think so, too, because that's how the comic book ends. That's how it ended. Um, he's like, you know what? I just realized that, like, in, basically what in we the all the first realized. shot of the last, of the Infinity War trailer was Tony after everyone had been dusted. Right. Mm-hmm. They tell you how the movie's going to end. But it's, be- it's basically what we all realized, which is like, I, I, I had a fucked up childhood and I carried that shit for too long. <laughs> and I think Thanos <laughs> is basically going to be like, I was left alone and, like, people died and I was a sad titan for mm-hmm. many years. And now that's why I'm at this. <laughs> I'm at this titan aa meeting because um right so i, I mean i think it's going to be that moment in, in better terms and writing thank you james gunn um but i think for everyone else they're going to be like great and now we can kind of take our yeah. back seats or you know cap it, or earned it and he goes back to mm-hmm. uh you know 1940 and i think thor goes off to reestablish asgard pepper is like this is the last time you little motherfucker and Tony stays at home, and then everyone else says, "We keep going." Do you hear that? Right, like, and yeah. we we yeah. feel we feel Galactus, yeah. or we feel that that yeah. next threat. We also didn't touch on the Hulk. Oh, Hulk! <sighs> he are, they already said Hulk's getting his rematch. Yeah, they in he's he needs it. It's the, the three arc movie Ragnarok, Infinity War, Endgame is like the. And apparently Ruffalo's done after this as well. Oh, mm. interesting. I didn't I'd hear okay. that. I'd be okay with that. I would be okay with it too. And I also think that there is enough... Like when it was beginning uh, with Avengers, we didn't really have like a heavy, heavy hitter just like straight out of the gate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or someone to match Thor. Yeah. And that's what that, you know, side that's punch what... is yeah. in Avengers. Right. <laughs> um Whereas now it's like, we just don't need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We it's... have enough heavy hitters. We have Captain Marvel. We yeah. do. Yeah. Um, May I give you kind of my post-Endgame theory? And I'm going to leave it at that. Please. Marcus, please, finish out the show strong as all hell. So, I've given you guys my theory on like, how you introduced the X-Men, and I've scrapped it, because Mac They're not, not going to do that. But here's, here's where I think they're going to go. And this is also going to set up X-Men versus Avengers. Mm-hmm. So... End credits of Endgame. And is, after after the, your 1940s one, the 1940s is the mid. Hmm? The, after your 1940s cap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, after, yeah, yeah. The after second my 1940s. end credits. Yes. So it's at the, like, the very, very end. Like, all the credits are done. Like, we're good. Um, next thing you know, news report. Same, same shot from the beginning of the movie, right? We see Ooh. Clint... He's like he's walking. He's like talking to his family. They're laughing, and on the news report, the reporter that got dusted is like, like there seems to be like this new phenomenon going around where all these people are starting to develop powers of their own. And Clint turns it off and just goes about his business. Right? We never talk about it. We just know that like oh, we know people... that things are changing. Right. So Scarlet That'd Witch be has great. A, Scarlet Witch has a TV show. Yeah. In the TV show, she goes around. She doesn't want these, quote-unquote, miracles, because they're still calling them miracles for now. She doesn't want the miracles to go through what she went through. (laughs) Right? So she goes around, and she's like, hey, like, hey, um, let me take care of you. Like, hey, let me show you, like, how to fight and how to protect yourself and how to control your powers. That'd be really cool. Well, the big bad in this series, season one, right out of the gate. 
powerful motherfucker that's going around and basically indoctrinating like all these all these quote unquote miracles. But he's like, no, you are mutants and you are proud. He's like, and this this right here, this is our brotherhood. And so Scarlet Witch is like, hey, Avengers, I need your help to take this guy down. Otherwise, we're going to have a war on our hands. And then it's Avengers versus X-Men. Oh, no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Oh, oh, not, oh, we're getting, we're getting there, Mitchell. We're getting Get, there. Will you let him talk? So season finale, two hours. They're, they She calls the, the Avengers finally show up on the show, right? They're taking, they're fighting like all of our, all of our favorites who were like recognizing like, oh yeah, that's, that's so-and-so from the X-Men. Like, oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, that's so-and-so. Next thing you know, all hell breaks loose. Buildings are toppling. All this shit's happening. Magneto shows up, right? He wipes the floor with the Avengers like an Omega mutant should. Then who's the only one to stand up to him? Scarlet Witch. Ooh. And when he, she and right just just when like he like when she realizes they're an even match right and he's like he's just taking vision and he's just like crumpled him up. He looks at her and he's like, "I'd expect nothing less from my daughter." You find out that her Sokovian parents were not actually her parents. Ooh. That they've been hiding the fact, and he's been doing Marcus, all this because he wants to find his actual daughter. Enter X-Men versus Avengers because they got to go get Scarlet Witch because she can do some major damage to the world. Wow. Yeah. Marcus. That's season one. Marcus. <laughs> God. All right. Now talk about the Wokey show. This, what, what's <laughs> this, was like, this was like a bonus 10 minutes. Of, uh, <laughs> this is an epilogue. Monica, did you record that? <laughs> hey, Kevin, I want my check. Seriously. <laughs> PGA. Marcus Sally, PGA. <laughs> well, I, I totally buy it, first of all, Marcus, and I'm going to defer to you now. I think, <laughs> listeners, if you can take away anything, you can take away the fact that Marcus is actually the omnipotent one. He is. Um, <laughs> and he knows what's going to happen. So, if you have any questions about anything that happened on this podcast, or that's going to happen, or that has already happened in a time travel <laughs> sort of way, oh, direct all of your questions to where Where can people find you, Marcus? Folks, you can always find me on... You, know, you can find me everywhere. Uh, look me up on Popcorn Prattle. Look me up on uh, Not So Famous, of course, right here. Find me on Roll Initiative. Uh, find me on Continuum Force. And in a couple of months... I didn't tell you this. Uh-oh. Uh, you can hear me as Henri slash The Beast in Beauty and the Beast, a new audio drama podcast. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast audio drama. Because you know I don't I don't I don't do enough. <laughs> you know me, yeah. Mitchell. I'm I'm so bored. <laughs> yeah, but are you you're in like pre production pl- slash post production slash present production? <laughs> right. I will also be there also playing Hank Pym. um tom uh where can people find you if they're interested in your um you know whiteboard methodology we have so we have uh, if if you would like to um uh, learn the way of the felt pen um you can always follow me um uh, instagram tang174 um and of course please follow um my uh theater company heart soul control we are getting ready to um uh roll out our summer plan uh right now for hopefully the show at the end of august so um, exciting tease 
teaser. We're nice. looking at musicals. It just like uh, we mentioned last time we spoke, um, with the next couple shows already in the brainworks. So um, please stay tuned. Please give us a follow. Um, uh, and if you have anything, um, any talent, music, or um, video, anything that you would like to share, um, and you're okay in the Philly area, please don't be afraid to reach out. We'd love to work with you and give you a platform to express and show your art to the rest of the city and hopefully something bigger sometime soon. God, I hope even if you were interested in in Marvel, you listened to this podcast because you just got an audition opportunity. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's in, it's inferred that with your headshot stapled on the back is your power rankings of the remaining Avengers following Endgame. It's not required, but it definitely will be favorable. To mm, you. Mm, mm, heard that, heard that, heard that. <laughs> and I, of course, will be playing Hank Pym in <laughs> Um <laughs> Finally, folks at home, you can find me um, and, you know, the rest of the not-so-famous at all of our uh, traditional tags, not-so-famous pod one on Instagram and on Twitter, on Facebook at not-so-famous, Facebook for me at Mitchell Hansen, um, or uh, on Instagram at Le Modern Gentleman. Um, So that is Cat Pod freaking signing off. Uh, This was a blast, guys. I had so much fun. Yeah, Yeah, now... I will say, we're going to have to do a decompression. Yeah. Um, uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Yeah, Because um, I'm putting... I, uh, I'm putting together a team. Oh, is there an idea? Oh, there, there was an idea about a couple <laughs> of months ago <laughs> to bring the nerdiest of nerds together to discuss and decompress so that the when end we game. needed them <laughs> <laughs> so that when we needed them they would show up on Popcorn Prattle Mega Show <laughs> where the forces of not so famous and Roll Initiative and their many friends uh team up to bring Steven back who gets conveniently snapped because we all know he's not going to actually see the movie oh yes <laughs> um and Tom you won't have to play Hank Pym or you, or you can. I'm still going to be playing Hank Pitt. <laughs> He's I, my dream role. Um. 